When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, there's been a lot of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Oh, man. Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Elon Musk bought it. The left is freaking out. Yeah. Did you know that now Elon Musk has the power to censor candidates to swing an election? Yeah, isn't this amazing? The left is melting down over the news that Elon Musk is officially going through the process of buying Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they see it as theirs, you know, uh, they don't want somebody to stop censoring conservatives. That's why the left is so mad. But so, this, this piece of audio is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is Ari Melber He from MSNBC. looks shell-shocked as he's giving his analysis that is actually hilarious given what Twitter literally did during and after the presidential election in 2020. He argues that, well, now we need to crack down on technology because it's grown so much that we have no control over any of it. Okay. If anybody wants me to stop this anytime during the proceedings, let me know, because it is so rich. Ari, take it away. That's true whether you're a parent trying to figure out what you can and can't let your kids do at various ages. It's true if you are a democracy like the United States that used to regulate media ownership and say Rupert Murdoch can't have too many local TV stations and newspapers in one town. They have laws for that that are still in the books, but the Congress hasn't gotten around to limiting whether someone can own all of Twitter. And as we discussed in one of our special reports just last week, if you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates. What? (laughs) You mean you could, like, spike stories? Totally free of irony. Totally free of it. Just the gaslighting is unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. All of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. No way. Yeah. The rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. <laughs> really? Oh, ho, ho, ho. There you go. You got that one, Sherlock. All figured out now, don't you? Hmm? You mean like a year and a half later? Then you have different failing newspapers say, you know, I guess there was something to that Hunter Biden laptop. Hmm. I guess maybe Twitter shouldn't have spiked that New York Post story. 
back in October of 2020. Huh. Unbelievable. Yeah, this is really something. Uh, the freakout is on. There were a lot of people, at least on Twitter, I don't know if you happen to see it at all, saying, well, this is it. Bleep Twitter, I'm off this, because now it's just white guys, powerful white guys on Twitter that are on the right. Right. Uh, has that person ever been on Twitter? Yeah. It I'm was not, really amazing to see. I'm not really sure where that take is coming from or why anyone would have that take. Because the other that, part. <laughs> go ahead, David. Oh, just, just every single piece of leftist lunacy has its roots in trending on Twitter. Yes. Well, I was looking around Twitter last night for the meltdown, and I came across a tweet from Libs of TikTok. And if you're unfamiliar... The outcry against them has been, well, it, it's awful what they do. It's rooted in homophobia and bigotry towards trans people. Again, all libs of TikTok really does is take a video from TikTok that someone from the far left has posted and just repost it on Twitter. That's basically what they do. But the freakout was on because people on the left don't want the nut jobs on the left to actually be seen by the regular public. And I just happened to see this, and it was a person on the left with an abortion argument that is really nonsensical. And again, I just want your reaction as we go through this. Okay. Because at first when you see the person, and I don't mean this even disrespectfully, maybe they want it this way, I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. It, it looked to be a trans person, Um but this was the take. A lot of anti-abortion advocates are also seemingly really into the idea of finding out their child's sex really early on. And I think this is because of this like underlying cultural idea that gender confers humanity. And, you know, if you're against people aborting fetuses, you need to construct them as like fully people. And one of the mechanisms to do so is by inferring, by putting gender on them. So, like, you know, we often call fetuses like it, or we call even early babies, we often call it, you know, babies, like, it, it's crying. Do you following this so far? I, I don't know. But see, if you find out the sex of the baby, what you're doing is trying to humanize the baby. How, how dare you humanize a living, breathing human? That's exactly what the left doesn't want you to see. All of the kooks among us that think things like this. Because it's like not quite gotten gender, it's not quite become a person, but like a lot of conservatives who are really anti-abortion and really pro-reproduction, they're obsessed with gendering their children before they're even born. So they come into a world fully gendered because it's like how to humanize them and to stop people from being able to have safe access to abortions. Uh, I just wanted to know if we were having a boy or girl to plan ahead. Nut job. Every doctor. Hey, do you want to know? I can tell you. Uh, yes, we'd like to know. Okay, I see a penis. It's a boy! <laughs> well, see, I really don't want you to do that because we haven't decided whether or not we're going to kill that kid. Golly. So by you telling us if it's a girl or boy, you're trying to humanize it. How dare you do that? These people are sick, man. That's why they don't want it out there. Listen, anytime there's going to be a conservative rally somewhere, I've heard Scott, you or David, one of you guys will say something like, oh, my gosh, so don't take the conservative flag out there. Okay, the don't do flag. it. 
What's that? Confederate flag. What did I say? Conservative, Conservative flag. Oh, sorry, I meant Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's not telling at all, is it? Anyway, no. what is known, honestly, is the conservative flag right now is just the American flag. Well, I know it is, yeah. But the Confederate flag, one of you guys always say, don't do it, don't put it out there. No, don't. Why is that? No, because that's going to be the one guy who gets all the airtime whenever this thing is covered. Right, and that's not to say those people aren't out there. All right, and that might be a guy's other saying, it's about Southern pride, whatever it might be. Don't do it. A lot of conservatives are like, just don't do just it. Just don't do it. That's a, that's, that's a dumb way to pick a fight. Yeah. So the people on the far left that want their message out but don't want these kooks on are like, uh, libs of TikTok is evil. They're terrible because they're putting these kooks and giving them a platform. It's just hilarious to me. Just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm all about. Meanwhile, we do have a crisis at the southern border. Some people are starting to pay attention. Yeah. Even Republicans. Yeah. Like Kevin McCarthy shows up. All right. Better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe Biden, uh, he's having a rough week because on the border crisis and with the energy crisis, he's been handed a couple of big losses. Uh, he's being forced to allow more drilling, not by a sense of duty, but because of the court system. And on the border crisis, it's the same thing. Federal judge is saying, hey, you can't lift Title 42. Uh that's the health order that allows the feds to deport illegal immigrants more efficiently, saying, hey, we're putting a pause on this. you got to keep enforcing it uh, until we figure out what exactly the legalities are involved with this. Now, liberals hate this, but more Democrat and more moderate Democrats are thrilled because they know the border and gas prices are killing them and their electoral chances in the fall. This is uh, South Texas Democrat Representative Henry Cuellar, talking about the upcoming midterms. Oh, Henry, yes. You know, certainly as a Democrat, I'm going to do everything to make sure that the Democratic majority stays. We do have some uh, headwinds, as you know. Uh, and again, we got to make sure that we're all working together. And, and right now, some of the uh, actions by the administration is not helping uh, Democrats. Certainly in South Texas, uh, when it comes to oil and gas, when it comes to uh, immigration policies, uh, that has an impact on but as a Democrat, I certainly want to keep the Democratic majority. Hmm. Okay, I understand you're on the right side in some sort of way, but not all the way, Henry. You still want the rule. That's still taking the country right into the garbage can. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you also want to get reelected. It was interesting, you know, on the Today Show and other outlets, they're talking about. Uh, the White House meeting with Hispanics because they're talking about, you know, Title 42. Um, it should be lifted. And I thought, what a broad brush when it comes to Hispanics, because not every Hispanic lawmaker is thinking like that. Well, no, and certainly not every Hispanic in this country. Of course Latino, not. Latino, however you want to categorize that broad demographic. I mean, when it comes to border security, generally speaking, according to polling at least, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Latinos in this country actually want border security more than wealthy liberals. Correct. Yes. And, and with Hispanics, the approval of Biden is below whites. They still think about their own racist thoughts of, hey, well, if you're in this group, you must vote this way. It's like they haven't seen the polling yet. I have no idea. We have an update on Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Alec, David. Alec Baldwin killed a woman on the set of a movie. Um, and the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office, they've released a bunch of 
information and a bunch of videos and stuff. One of the things that was striking to me is that they showed a clip that was during a rehearsal for the scene that they were shooting where he killed that woman. Um, And if you remember, his story was, I never put my finger on the trigger. Yes. Never put my my finger on the trigger of the gun that I was holding, Mm -hmm. which for one reason or another, we don't know, actually had real ammunition in it. And that's, you know, he shot and killed somebody. Um, Well, in this particular video that they released, he absolutely has his finger on the trigger. He's doing a cross draw, and he, he, he pulls the gun out. He points it. His finger's in the trigger guard. He's got it on the trigger. So mm. he's lying about that. And then they also have some body cam footage of him talking to a police officer or sheriff's deputy who arrived at the scene. And I know I'm mind reading, and I know I think he meant to do something that day. Mm-hmm. For, for one reason or another, I think maybe to, you know, salvage this wreckage of a, of a production that was going on with some insurance money. The guy seems like he's acting. Gosh dang it, I'm glad you said that, because I felt exactly the same way. He, wait, so the, the sheriff's deputy walks up to him and says, how you doing, sir? And he goes, well, not, not a good day or something like that. Dude, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me, but if I accidentally shot and killed somebody... I'd, they'd have to peel me off the floor. Well, not only that, but you'd be saying, I don't know what happened. I don't even know how the gun went off. It doesn't make any sense. It was weird. It, wa- it the, was. I felt like, uh, again, somebody was feeding him lines. Yeah, There, there yeah. shouldn't have been anything in the gun, and I didn't even pull the trigger. Right, none of that, though. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That you'd be freaked out like yeah. that. You would think, man, instead of, yeah, not a good day. He looked mad that the wrong person died. Uh-oh. He said it. Home prices have jumped. Okay, when is that slowdown coming? And guess what a kindergarten teacher in New Jersey wants to teach the kids? It doesn't happen in school. That's next. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, it's David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, and the Tom Petty T-shirt. That is Scott Robbins. So home prices jumped 20%. 20! Yeah, 20% year-to-year in February. That's the most recent data that we have. Although now it is looking like uh, people are starting to pull back just a little bit. Realtor.com had some analysis that says, okay, look, it's been on fire right now. The real estate market for the last, uh, what, 18 months? Mm-hmm. or so, maybe a little longer than that. Uh, but as these prices are going up and as the as interest rates go up, people are starting to reevaluate. seems like people are starting to settle in wherever they are. Interesting, because a lot of people for a while were moving states for a number of different reasons. Yeah. It'd be the economy. could be because your state got woke and you're like, I got to get out of here. A lot of different reasons. And all of a sudden, it's like Florida, Tennessee, Texas. Boom. You know what home prices are like in Texas, David? Oh, it's gone up insane. And a lot of people who have lived in towns or neighborhoods for years are just now getting their tax assessments and going, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so just a reminder to everybody, if you live in one of these Sunbelt cities or, or a place that has been really on fire, uh, yeah. you can challenge that assessment. 
and you probably should right now, because mm-hmm. you've got a whole lot of people paying way over market value, and that is screwing up what the assessment is. Yeah, not only that, but for the people that were selling a home, like, I'm going to go ahead and sell because I'm going to make a, a lot of money right now. Oh, yeah. Just wild. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we've seen anything like it. Meanwhile, I mentioned earlier the libs of TikTok on Twitter. I happen to see this. Remember, as far as I was just thinking about this from people moving from one state to another because the schools got so woke. Um, there was also all the COVID stuff. But we were told after the Florida controversy with the parental rights bill, this stuff, trans stuff, it's not even taught to kindergartners. Right. What are you people talking? You imagine this stuff, you crazy conservatives. It's not even being taught. Well, this was from a New Jersey school, and a teacher actually tweeted out a massive thank you for helping us diversify our library. Looking forward to sharing and growing with these new titles for our classroom. Right? Yeah. So description of one of the books is Sam is my sister. If you want a little synopsis of the book. I would love it. Evan loves being big brother to Sam and Finn. They do everything together. They go fishing, climb trees, play astronauts. But lately, Evan notices that he and Sam don't look like brothers anymore. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, Sam wants to have long hair and even asks to wear a dress on the first day of school. As time goes by, Evan comes to understand why Sam wants to look like a girl. Do you know why? Because he is a girl inside. Because Sam is a girl. Yes. No. Sam is transgender. Sam has abusive parents. Yeah. And just like always, Sam loves to dream with Evan and Finn about going to the moon together. Based on one family's real-life experiences, this heartwarming story of a girl named Sam and the brothers who love and support her will resonate with readers everywhere. No, no, it won't. In most places, it won't resonate at all because they don't want that taught to their five-year-olds. And that's what mm-hmm. we've learned. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely being taught at different schools across yeah. the country. Don't call them groomers, though. Oh, of course not. Oh, that's it's, it's so offensive to call them groomers. Please. Okay. Oh, here's a random question, lightening it up. Who lies about uh, flossing when you go to the dentist? Who lies? I don't, I don't think don't. I was even asked last time. Fess up. I don't. I, 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 I mean, I know I don't lie about. It. I wasn't asked. I figured there was only one person on this show that would not lie about it. Would be you? No, it'd be Van Camp. Van Camp? Is he a flosser? He's a vigorous flosser. And I don't think vigorous, I knew that about him. And a vigorous brusher. Yeah. Have you ever seen him brush his teeth? No. I, I think I'm the I think I'm the only person in America who's had a dentist tell them to maybe brush and floss less. Wow. It's been a while. You used to brush your teeth in studio. Yeah, you Oh, I remember ago. that. Yeah. He'd get after it. Boy. Yeah. He'd... We're talking vigorously. Yeah. Well, years yeah. ago, I actually had to, like, get something done because my gums, I had cut my gums because I was brushing so vigorously. 43% of Americans have lied to their dentists about their flossing habits. Another 15% lied about lying about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Elon Musk has everyone freaked out. The audio next.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you for being here. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man, Vice President Kamala Harris has tested positive for the Rona. Uh-oh. How is that sure possible? She'll be fine, but... She's got, like, she's had at least three, right? Of the shots? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I think they've been diligent, right? I mean, uh, last time I remember her being asked about it, it was from Craig Melvin, Today Show. And he was talking about changing strategy, and is it time to do that? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. But she never stopped. Every day it is time for us to agree that... There are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Like tools, like masks, right? She's been wearing the mask, hasn't she? Did she ever take it off in front of people where she could have picked it up? Well, she just did, yeah. What? Well, one, there was the super spreader event at the White House with Obama, but that was a couple weeks ago. She She just did a video for Earth Day with a bunch of little kids. Nobody's wearing masks. She's trying to kill children. You mean children that are under the age that they could get vaccinated? I, I think so. Didn't someone say, hey, shouldn't you wear your mask? Not today. <laughs> well, then you're not doing it every well, day, Well, like you know, all said. these children have to do is take it home and bounce on Grandpa's knee, and he's dead the next day. Kamala oh, Harris. a lot about that. Grandma killer. Grandma yeah, killer, yeah. yes. Uh, part of the statement from the vice president's office said, uh, she has not been a close contact to the president or first lady due to, well, the fact that the first lady is a jealous hose beast. But anyway, um, due to their respective recent travel schedules is what they say. Well, they can't stand each other either. Oh, no. Yeah, and according to a new book, Jill never wanted Kamala to be the VP pick. Well, let's not get too off topic here. I Okay, we all know COVID is racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why you look at me strange well, like that? It is racist and travels on racist roads. David looked that. at me strange like he didn't know what I was talking oh, about. Kamala told us a long time of ago COVID nineteen is racist. racist. So I wonder why it picked her because wasn't the whole deal? Or maybe it doesn't know people, but it knows something. What was that? This virus, it has no eyes. Yeah. And yet it knows exactly how we see each other and how we treat each other. Okay. And let's be clear. Okay. There is no vaccine for racism. Oh, that's right. See? I forgot all about about that. that. Me too. That's why I wanted to bring it in. That's even nuttier now when I hear it. (laughs) So so COVID is like some sort of all-knowing entity? Correct. That knows how we think about one another. Yeah, Although I will knows. say, I, I started to giggle a little bit when she says COVID doesn't have eyes because now I'm just picturing that virus like floating around and all you can see is googly eyes mm-hmm. that have been pasted on there. Yeah. And it, it gets, it, when, when you see it, it bounces off the walls because it doesn't really know the direction of where it's going before it ends up in your nasal passage. But see, that's the thing. And she went on. We've got to do the work for George Floyd, for Breonna Taylor, for the lives of too many others to name. Boy, this didn't age well, did it? No. Especially when the facts of Breonna Taylor and that story came out. Yeah. For our children and for all of us. Yeah. Kamala Harris with COVID today.
But she was vaccinated. You know that. Well, the claim is she's asymptomatic. Okay. Now, did she get the fourth? I don't know. I'm not aware of that. I know Joe got the fourth. Yeah, but he's in the age demo where it's recommended. Over 60. Yeah. What is she, 50, was it seven? Okay, so not yet. She's not 60, though, right? That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. 57? She's 57. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because, obviously, I mean, the Bible means a lot to her. Um, and the vaccine is the essence of the Bible, if I remember right. I'm trying to remember all the wisdom that Kamala has given me over the last few years. It's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, that's definitely been a big impact on my life. I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated is the very essence, uh-huh. the very essence of what the Bible tells us. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, I forgot about that one. Yeah. What book was that she was referring it was, to? It was the book of Pfizer. Yeah. Oh. The Not forgotten, the forgotten Bible, book. but yeah. 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 That one. It's anyway. in the Apocrypha, I think. There you go. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, the president's been concerned, you know, about disinformation. This has been for a while now. We're talking Elon Musk because, boy, now that he's going to be in charge of Twitter, the disinformation, we we have to be good stewards of the truth, says Jen Psaki. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even say that without laughing. Yeah, she was asked about it. (laughs) The same same person who... Dove headfirst into a conspiracy theory about Border Patrol agents whipping migrants at the border. Yes. Uh, is now very worried about disinformation because Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Roll it. I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- that power they have over our everyday lives. Well, yes, it's benefited him incredibly. Well, he it launched got him his, the presidency. He launched his campaign on the fine people hoax, Yes, he which did. was an ad he released on Twitter. That's right. He did. Has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental re- reforms to achieve that goal. <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels like every day we're closer to the the whole gig being up, Jen. People are finding out the truth, and that's why you guys are screeching so much right now. The Scooby-Doo moment is coming. They're going to pull that mask off. and Yeah, it's coming. On a number of different levels. Yes. With critical race theory. Yes. With all of the trans lobby. Yes. With the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter, the screeching and howling, because the truth is going to get found out. This is beautiful. Um, Moving on. Yes, a lot of conservatives, by the way. I don't know if you saw them on Twitter. Some people are back on Twitter. Tucker was back on Twitter. Um other people starting to tweet again that hadn't for a long time, and the left absolutely freaking out. Um, want to get to a story about a Japanese man. And this Japanese man married a fictional character, okay? And, I mean, in today's day and age, you know, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, people are getting married to all sorts of things. You know, Scott, you like to watch that one show, and I forget what it's called, where didn't somebody marry a Ferris wheel or something? Yeah, married a Ferris wheel. I I watched the ceremony. It was lovely. <laughs> was that called My Strange Addiction? 
The merry-go-round tried to object, but it was yeah. too late. No. Yeah. But that was the name of the yeah, show, Yeah, My though, Strange right? Addiction. Yeah, okay. people eat pillows. And- M- married a Ferris wheel? Married Ferris wheel, yes. But that marriage is going to have a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> That's what I heard, yeah. It, it never stops here. Anyway, uh, this guy <laughs> named Ahiko Kondo. Yeah. Um, he married a hologram singer. All right. The, with the made-up name Hatsun Mika. This was back in 2018. But what he wants to do is raise awareness for others with similar situations so people respect their lifestyles. Okay? There's always marginalized people out there. Some you just haven't heard of. And so Kondo says he is fictosexual, and it's a term for anyone who experiences sexual attraction towards fictional characters. Okay? Okay. You look like you're resonating well, with this guy. No, I'm not resonating with it. I'm just saying it. What? Fictional characters, huh? Yes, the one thing I'm a little confused about yeah. is if that is someone you've made up in your mind. Right. Or are you talking about... Uh, like a cartoon? Like an inanimate object? Yeah. Like a Ferris wheel? I Maybe. Don't, I don't know. But uh, Kondo here is one of the thousands of people, so he says, who have entered into unofficial relationships with fictional characters in Japan. You've heard about the plummeting birth rate in Japan. Golly, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's like a five-alarm fire. It's a huge deal there. Mm-hmm. This Somebody kind of- texting you right now about your fictional lover? Yes. What's going on? Does your fictional lover actually text you during the it, show? It's his, it's his uh, model girlfriend in Canada. You've never met her. <laughs> right. She's lovely. COVID protocols have made it really hard to cross Difficult. the border. Mm-hmm. But you can't wait for David and I to meet her. It just hasn't happened no, yet. not yet. Okay. Well, that's cool. Anyway, um, the condo here has publicly shared his marriage and relationship with the world in hopes of helping the growing wave of fictosexuals and show the world that with the advances in artificial intelligence allowing for more profound interactions, their numbers are likely to increase. And then I ask the question, is this part of Zuckerberg's metaverse? Yeah. Like you live your whole life basically in some sort of online mindset? Oh, yeah. Just looking through a lens? Well, the structure of social media is kind of that way. You yes. Create your own world. Well, apparently, and it's kind of sad with this dude. He was uh, bullied in the workplace, and that's what drove him to finding comfort with his fictional wife back in 08. Like, th- this whole thing <laughs> reads. <laughs> this entire thing reads like the backstory to a comic book villain. Yeah. Yes, but this is a BBC article because he just had. A public wedding. And he said there were two reasons I did it. The first one is to prove my love to Miku. And the second is there are young uh, otaku people like me falling in love with, like, anime characters. So a lot and of losers. Want, yes. That's one way of putting it. Um, but then I asked the question to you, David. Do you want these losers lonely forever, or do you want to have their made-up character right, in the right. metaverse? I want them to meet real people and live life and find right. fulfillment. Maybe this person is so, well, hopeless that that just is not possible. I don't know. It's sad. And you think about the, you know, if this kind of thing takes off with Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse and all oh that kind gosh. of stuff, that we are actually facing 
and I know you're gonna you might roll your eyes on this, but this is an extinction level event for the human race. Dude, I do believe when people talk about oh man, it's overpopulation, and a lot of experts say it's the opposite. Yeah, the world is not overpopulated. It's not. That's a farce. Yeah, the big threat, and Musk, Elon Musk believes this, is that we're not going to have enough people. People are not having enough kids. Think about where society is going right now. I mean, you got people that, I mean, don't want to have kids at all. That's in heterosexual relationships more and more. Not to mention all of the other trends. And now you've got, what, over 30% of youth somehow identifying as LGBTQ? And then you got the other people that really would like to find a partner but can't. And so they're hooking up with Miku. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, man. You know, used to be after a while, you're going to find somebody that's as desperate as you, right? How is Not she now. A, how is she a sandwich making? <laughs> that's a gotta, joke. Got to get to a, a news joke. update. And Sting says ACDC and the Stones haven't grown musically. I can't wait for the reaction to that. Coming up. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this was big news. Judge ruling the Title 42 must remain in place for now. Yeah, Title 42 is supposed to be lifted next month. This is the health order that allows the feds to efficiently deport illegal aliens. Uh, there's a lawsuit that's been put out there by Missouri, Louisiana, and Arizona, and a bunch of other states have now joined. They're trying to make sure that it stays in place. They're suing to keep it in place. Yeah. A federal judge has granted a temporary restraining order against lifting Title 42, at least for the time being. It looks like it's still on track to expire towards the end of next month, May 23rd, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> They're whipping people. No, they weren't. Golly. I mentioned this real quick, and I have a news story about Sting as well in a second. But Sting is doing an interview, and he says, you know, I don't think any grown man can be in a band, actually. Because a lot of people were bummed when the police broke up in the 80s. Like, come on, Sting, why'd you break him up and go solo? He said, a band is a teenage gang. Who wants to be in a teenage gang when you're knocking 70? It doesn't allow you to evolve. Well, he was in his 30s when the police broke up, and he didn't join the police until he was in his late 20s, but whatever. And then he said, you have to obey the rules of the band. And as much as I love the Stones and ACDC, it's hard to see growth in their music. <laughs> Sting has spoken. I didn't want to see growth in their music. <laughs> I wanted him to do Back in Black 400 times, if that's what it took. Well, they kind of did, or at least tried. Exactly, yeah. So I wanted your reaction to that before I move on. Uh, Sting sucks. Okay. That's probably enough. I would say this, um, how many bands actually put out a great album once they were past 45 or 50 years old? It's hard. I would say the last Metallica album was really, really good. 
but Sting would say, well, their sound really did evolve. Well, no, it's about the songs, isn't it? You're yeah. either putting out good songs or you're not. I mean, that that Sting is a guy who sang songs about stalking teenagers. So, well, then, but see, well, he was boxed in then, David. And when he went solo, he could sing about bigger things, which leads us to his song from 1985. And this has been for a few months now. Um, has been resurrected in a lot of ways. You're looking confused. I, I don't that. know what song it is. Yeah, seriously, a Sting song from '85. You said Russians. Oh, oh, that's right. Remember he had the song? Yeah, he got played around Christmas. It wasn't that very time? good either. Well, he's saying it's relevant again. I've only rarely sung this song in the many years since it was written because, it wasn't because I never thought it would be relevant again. But in the light of one man's bloody and woefully misguided decision to invade a peaceful, unthreatening neighbor, the song is once again a plea for our common humanity. He goes on. For the brave Ukrainians fighting against this brutal tyranny, and also the many Russians who are protesting this outrage despite the threat of arrest and imprisonment. We all of us love our children. Stop the war. Uh, David, this was two years before you were born. Yeah. The song was out. So have you even heard it before? No. Here's the hook. I say to you, I hope the Russians love their children too. Saying, this guy get sucks. The message, get the message to Putin. Sting promises to never play it again if you just stop the war. I think it would end it. Just like that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The vice president has COVID. Uh-oh. David, the coverage has started. Yeah. And you're telling me what? Uh, well, according to uh, CBS News correspondent or contributor, I should say, uh, this is really a wake-up call. You know, I mean, people who've been vaccinated can still get COVID. What? CBS News had the story uh, with Dr. Jerry Abraham. He's the director of vaccine programs at uh, Kedron Health talking about Vice President Kamala Harris testing positive for the coronavirus. By the way, she's apparently not having any symptoms. So, okay. that's, I mean, I, I'm not worried about her at all. I don't understand the wake-up call, like, that you could be vaccinated and still get this. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here he is. Here's Dr. Jerry Abraham on CBS News. Okay. Great question. I think it's a reminder to all of us that COVID is still present. And this is truly what it means to live smarter with COVID-19. As we transition from pandemic to endemic, it's amongst us. And so letting our guard completely down, for example, completely removing all of our mask restrictions may not be the best approach. And this is clearly a case in point that people are still catching COVID and we don't want really sick individuals, really vulnerable individuals to catch COVID needlessly. And so this really is a wake up call and slightly alarming that there really is COVID still spreading, a testament to the BA2 variant actually being more infectious. Okay. 
Go ahead, Scott. Well, I mean, yeah, we knew we knew we were going to be living with it, right? Yes. We knew that. Okay. And and we knew that, or I knew, I guess the world is now knowing that uh, just because you've had all your vaccines doesn't mean you can't get it. Right. Right. Okay. And if you believe yeah. that a mask is going to help Then you, wear it. And again, man, you go down to the studies. If it's an N95, that's completely different than just a cloth mask from all the studies we've seen, right? Yeah. So no one has told anyone, hey, you got to stop wearing masks. Like the mask police are all of a sudden, instead of making you have it, you can't get in here with a mask on. No, no. one has said that. No. And so as the White House and the Biden administration has said many times, they didn't agree with with some of what the CDC has recommended. Not always in lockstep. Well, you could still be wearing the masks when you're having your big, you know, event with Obama or when Kamala's out talking to the kids. I mean, I thought she said they were going to be vigilant every day. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Until a couple weeks ago. Every day it is time for us to agree that... There are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. It sounds like they put the tools back in the toolbox and then they shut it. No one said you can't do that. But it's a reminder to all of us. I think people know that you go out, you can get COVID. Well, yeah. and it, it, I mean, But you have to learn to live with it. Now, again, <sighs> if you're immunocompromised or older, you should take more precaution, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. That's like a common sense kind of thing. Right. If and if you if you feel, even if it's psychologically safer, then by all means, I'm not going to sit there and point and laugh at you because you have a mask on. Well, not in front of you, behind your back, I will. But I mean, not in front of you. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to wear it, wear it. I, I don't care. I, I was honestly, there was probably more people at the grocery store this past weekend mm-hmm. that were wearing them, and I've seen in a long time. Now I don't know what the big changes or shift, and maybe it's just the time I was there. It could be, but there, that there was a significant amount more people wearing them than maybe it's this old BA seventy three twenty four thing, right? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that could be part of it. You're like, okay, it's going up, so some people wear them. That's right. fine, and, and I don't care. That's okay. What I do care about is if I'm standing behind somebody with a mask on, that goes, "Where's your mask?" But what I don't like is a news organization saying, "Well, the vice president got it, so the, the alarm bell should be ringing. We all, all right. got a mask up again." No. She could have kept wearing the mask. Well, I don't yeah. know why she didn't. I just broke news. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's right. Okay. By the way, uh, switching gears, did you know a uh, tragic story? The soldier that died trying to save two people coming into the country illegally? Drug smugglers? Yeah. Uh, that was the Texas governor's what fault that that happened. What a horrible, horrible take this is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we predicted it yesterday. That would you be did. the take. You did. Uh, You'll get the credit, dude. Authorities have found the body of Texas National Guard soldier Bishop Evans, who was swept away in the Rio Grande last week while trying to save two drug smugglers coming across the border. Uh, The White House wants you to blame the governor of Texas for this young man's death. Uh, The governor of Texas deployed the National Guard uh, because the federal government hasn't shown any interest in solving this historic border crisis. So it's fine. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to have to do something. Because my Absolutely. communities are being overrun right now because of your incompetence. Well, not only that, David, but people in Texas, as you know, people around the country are like, hey, dude, 
If they're not going to help you, you got to do something. It's your state. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked if the Biden administration felt any responsibility for the death of Bishop Evans. Okay. Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government. Uh, in this in this effort, in this apparatus, uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to go. be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum process, system, and we would welcome any efforts to uh, for for any elected officials to work with us on that. It's broken. What a horrible human being. She'll fit in really well at MSNBC. It's just terrible. So it's broken. You could make that argument for a long time, but there's something about the numbers, Jen. When your boss took over and opened the floodgates, and it's easy to track. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's open borders for all intents and purposes. And it has been for a while. It's over 2 million people and thousands more by the day. And it's going to get worse or possibly going to get worse. What is that? A guy died. And all you're doing is blame shifting. Yes. Dude, it's nothing Can't new. Can't you for Are like you, one th- second just have a moment of humanity and humility and say, you know, it was a horrible, tragic thing that happened. And these are the things that we cannot cannot happen again. And our prayers out to his family. No, right away you pivot to it's Texas problem, not ours. We didn't do it. We didn't punch that doggy. Well, to David's credit, who predicted it, you can see it coming. Unfortunately, you're not even surprised by it anymore. No. Soulless. Meanwhile, I mean, this is on another level to me. <laughs> because you have a host on MSNBC, Ari Melber talking about Elon Musk and the takeover of Twitter. He bought it. And what he fears may happen. Okay? And part of this earlier, just pick up, to me, like part of the money here. And as we discussed in one of our special reports just last week, if you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or certain stories. That might hurt the candidate you like. Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. You mean like what happened in 2020? And I suppose, could you make the argument that to MSNBC viewers, they just see it the way Ari sees it? You're just sort of in the dark? I think so. Yeah, they they the bubble is very very thick with some of these people. They really actually don't they're not interested in learning what another side says or even entertaining the idea that when somebody says that big tech, media and many corporate interests rigged the 2020 election through a censorship and disinformation mm-hmm. campaign domestically. They don't even want to entertain that maybe that's actually true. You know, just a quick question. Uh, David's got both. Do you ever have people that say to you, hey, you're always talking about how the left lies all the time, you know, and they're in a bubble. Well, don't you ever feel like you're just in a bubble on the right? Anybody ever say that to you? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. What do you say? 
I say everybody can get into a bubble, but at the same time, I do watch mainstream media. I do pay attention to what people on the left say. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, what we're looking at every day is the MSNBCs and the CNNs. I just say my bubble's right. And yours is wrong. <laughs> there you go. Next, whether it's the Atlantic, you know, whatever it is. That, yeah, you're reading this point of view, but you're trying to figure out what are facts and what's the difference between a fact and spin. Because you can have a fact and then have two different opinions on the fact. But a lot of times with the left, you're not even getting facts right. You're flat out lying to people. That's what bugs me. And whenever you see somebody on the right do it, it's always like, don't do that. Don't just flat out lie about something. You don't need it. Just tell the truth. Well, sometimes it's so ridiculous. You say to yourself, that can't be true. And you look it up, and it's not. Correct. The don't say gay thing comes to mind right away. Oh, yeah. Perfect example. It's like, would Ron DeSantis really put in some sort of legislation that said you can't say don't say gay? Would he really do that? Well, no. No. He wouldn't really do that because he didn't. Switching gears, Google has paused its inclusive language corrections. Is this a reaction to Elon Musk? Did you know Google had an inclusive language feature that it launched earlier this month to correct writers? who would type what the company deemed as politically incorrect words or phrases into its online word processor. So the assistive writing function from Google Docs, like if you said policeman in your writing or housewife, uh, you might get the old autocorrect to police officer or stay-at-home spouse. <laughs> they have paused that. And you wonder the timing. Is it because of everything that's happening right now with Twitter? Well, you got to wonder if there's a trickle-down effect. I'm sure that might happen from all this, yeah. Like, is is this game yeah. coming to a close? You can only hope. Um, so Joe Biden's support among young people. Have you seen what's happened here? Wow, this is really something. And how much does it cost for a family of four to go to a ball game this summer? Wow! All that coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Whoa, what happened here, David? A uh, new poll of younger Americans is the latest disaster for President Biden. Uh, it's the Harvard Youth Poll. Yeah. They're showing that support for Biden among young people, or people age 18 to 34, has fallen 18 points in the last year. 18 points? It's great. How, how, how do you do that? His approval rating among young voters is at 41%, as opposed to... That's the, not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking this about. This is the Harvard Youth Poll, man. I'm, don't shoot the messenger, okay? Come on, man. Well, maybe stop sucking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, no, Aaron. I'm not done with The history books will note it. Right, not done with it. Yeah. He's on the right side of history. Yeah, That's okay. what's important to him. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things is a failure to act on student loan debt. And I rolled my eyes when I first saw that. It's like, okay, so you just want a handout. Actually, it's not as clear cut as that when oh. you dig into the details. Now, 85% of this demographic, they want some form of government action on student loan debt. 
Only 38% favor total debt cancellation. Okay, so they just want some help. Right. Okay. So I suppose if you're in that boat, you're like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, are you really saying, yeah, I got duped? Is that the case? Or it's just like, hey, it benefits me personally. I don't care if it's right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. All right. I think you gotta, you gotta, you know, give a little, take a little. If you want your student loan debt cleared away, you hand back your diploma. Cause obviously it's worthless, right? You're getting a refund on something that you, that you got scammed into, into paying for. Yes. I just remember when campus reform went out and talked to people about student loan debt, right? Yeah. And it seemed like they were all for it. Until they gave scenarios. Like, well, they they went into whatever it is, knitting, you know, yeah. and that's your degree. Well, no, I shouldn't have to pay for that. So you're saying other people shouldn't have to pay for this person's education. Well, no, not in that case. It's always sort of like, yeah, if it benefits me, great. But if I got to pay for somebody else because of their stupid decision, I don't want to do that. You mean you mean they don't want their tax dollars going to paying for master's degrees in like transgender impressionist painters in Latvia theory? Right. Hmm. Or when you just say, hey, okay, so student loan debt, you're all for it. What about like paying somebody else's credit card debt? Whoa, hold on a second. I don't want to be doing that. Well, why not? You know question is what's the difference it's very interesting saw this um how to not go broke going to a ball game this summer family of four go to a ball game major league game yes major mm-hmm. league baseball game mm-hmm. how much do you think that costs 250 dollars. yeah i'd say at least i'd say at least 250 maybe three wow depending on how far you have to travel uh, you're right on the money, Scott. You're the baseball guy. You knew it. It is $250. Family of four. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's average. Yeah. So, you know, different stories. I hesitate to even say who brought this story out. David will not dig it if I just say the word life hacker. No, of course. Yeah. Talking about, well, there's ways to save money. You know, you could do an all-you-can-eat package because a lot of times if you're taking people in there, you know, a family, all right, we're going to eat at the ballpark for the experience. Sometimes the all-you-can-eat will save you money. just depends on If it's family. an option, yeah. Or you go on a promotional night. Mm-hmm. You might get a little something extra if you do it that way. Yeah, a little uh, garden gnome. Yeah, I guess. Of Anthony Fauci. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Buy off the children's menu. <laughs> do you look like a cheapskate as an adult doing that? Or does the person ever really know if you don't have a kid with you? Do they think at the ballpark, well, I'm buying for my kid, he's in the seat. I'm not really buying for me. If it's an option. I don't, I've never been anywhere where there's an option on the children. There's oh, the a children's menu. menu. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one of those. And some say you could bring food from home. Yeah, that's dicey. What do you mean? Well, I mean. Every park allows you to bring outside food. You just have to check what they let you bring in. Yeah. It's not like a movie theater. Well, we did that when I was a kid. I mean, my mom packed sandwiches. Yeah, it helps. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Wait a second. Packed sandwich? You brought sandwiches in? Yeah. To the Major League Ballpark? Yes. For my my first, when I went to my first probably five or six Cub games, used to go every year. Mom would pack a lunch, and we would take it into the ballpark with us. In a cooler? In a cooler. 
Oh, wow. wow. Fancy with a cooler. And My mom was an expert at that kind of stuff. Like high, It's like, you know, 100 degrees in Houston, but we're walking into the Astrodome with, like, parkas on because we have so much crap <laughs> that we're sneaking in, you know. Well, by sandwiches. the time you were going to a game, they wouldn't let a cooler in. No. You guys would be bringing, like, cases. Well, this is one of those down. little carry coolers, you know, okay. not one of the big styrofoam ones, no. Yeah. Sealed bologna carry. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we'd have soggy sandwiches. Yummy. All right. Why was Hunter Biden's business partner, partner at the White House? Next. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, a Gen Xer, a Millennial, a Sexy Boomer. Okay, we got a crisis at the border. We've known this for a long time, but did see something yesterday and then last night that I don't remember seeing before. Bill Malusian for Fox News has been down reporting on this for a long time. And did you guys see the video of the Mexican authorities trying to stop migrants from jumping in the river? to cross mm. and they were getting outrun like running down this hill and yeah. then just jumping right into, into the river into the river yeah and then you had agents in a boat trying to help them out but there were some people holding on to their kids they were saying hey give me the kid into the boat and the parents would not give them the kid it was a really odd sight so you know there's awareness right now as far as the border issue and you had kevin mccarthy and other Republicans there yesterday. David, you have that look on your face like, hey, I guess better late than never. Well, look, I, I'm I'm glad you go down and see it for yourself. I'm glad you're doing the photo op thing. Fine, whatever. You are literally in a position to try to demand actual action on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know that you don't control Congress. I know that the Democrats do. But you are in a position to at least do something that's more valuable than a photo op. And this is why I get so disgusted by so many Republican lawmakers, because, yeah, they'll do the stupid little photo op thing. They'll talk about how Joe Biden is he has completely walked away from his duty to secure the country. This is an invasion. They'll do all the talking points thing. And then they'll go back to their cocktail parties and fundraisers. Right. They're useless. Do something. Yes, well... How many corporations are giving them money into their campaigns to talk about the border? I guess not enough. N- like none. Yeah, because because it's, it's just what re- this affects the American people. Oh, that's fine. Who but what are, what about the donors? Right. Yeah. What do they need me to do this week? That's what it always seems like. So, yeah, we'll see. You know where all of this goes. Um, oh, by the way, Kamala Harris not going to the border. She has COVID. I know she's been working on root causes for a long time. Uh, can I just say something? But I'm sure she would be on this again, but she has COVID, so she's mm-hmm. working from home. Let me tell you something. What? This is what happens when you don't get your 12th booster. Okay. It's a wake-up call to all of us. It is. This is exactly what happens. Yeah. Well, by the way, and get, get off her. Booster. Remember, she had been to the border before. 
Remember? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, it, that was one of the best. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. Another classic from the Kamala era. Okay, moving on. Um, Hunter Biden's business partner. He visited the White House a lot back in the day. Yeah, now now that we're a year and a half removed from the election, more and more media members are interested in the president's son trading on the family name in a way that certainly looks fairly corrupt, okay? Uh, there's a new report showing that one of Hunter Biden's business partners visited the White House multiple times while Joe Biden was vice president. And believe it or not, a PBS reporter actually asked the White House press secretary about it. What? On Hunter Biden, the New York Post is reporting, uh, looking at White House visitor logs, there were 19 visits to the White House while the president was vice president uh, by Hunter Biden's business partner, including one with the vice president. Do you almost understand why that business partner had access and what those meetings were about? I, I don't have any information on that. I'm happy to check and see if we have any more comment. Wow. Hmm. Did Saki know it was coming? Or was she surprised? Just asking what you think. It's not, not even a right or wrong. Sounded like a ready answer to me. Oh, I think that's just patent. Anytime Hunter Biden's name comes up in the briefing room, it's just I don't have anything for you on that. I'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, if you want to say that I'm getting tinfoil hatty here, mm-hmm. please call me out on it. I'm just asking the question. This is a little odd that this is coming up like this from a PBS reporter. We've heard different things about the left wanting Biden out. He's poison now to them. I mean, the, the attitude is there's no turning this thing around. Well, first of all, the guy can't do the job. He can't even get the talking points right. Everything he touches, awful. Same thing with Kamala. But at some point, we're going to have to move away from Biden. So maybe it's time to start showing the world what has been going on for years now. Because they all know it. I mean, think right now. With the outrage about Elon Musk and Twitter. And we've already heard the rumor, well, with this money that's helping Elon Musk, what what if it's a Russian actor that's helping finance this? Uh You're like, are you serious? Listen, man, we have the son of the sitting president who had these relationships with China and Ukraine. With, quote, jobs, he had no business having making gobs of cash. You're not worried about a conflict of interest one way or another? But the fear is that Russians could be involved with Elon Musk now. Please. Something's going on, it seems like. Do you think that's true, or is it just my foily hat today? Oh, I think there's a reason why there's been a notable shift. In, and it's only noticeable, or it's only notable because it went from not talking about it at all to suddenly talking about it. I think there is a reason that it, yeah. the the tone is well, shifted. Well, yeah, that in its midterms. I mean, they want to separate themselves from Joe Biden if they have any chance at all of being reelected. You know what? Totally different story, but staying on Hunter Biden. Anybody see this from just the news? That Hunter Biden, remember he dated his brother's widow this is for a that while. weird, okay, yeah. yeah. I've seen this, yeah. This is really crazy. It is. Um, I'll just read from the story. Uh, he had told his brother's widow, who he was dating, that she needed to get tested for HIV. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, they're going back to emails from July of 2018. This was on the laptop. 
that was Russian disinformation, but then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it's real. Um, said, I am getting tested today. I have been sick, scared, Hallie, and you hang up on me. The love you give is so disturbing. What? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But this is on the email. And then uh, he accused, again, this is his brother's widow that he was having an affair with. He was accusing her of taking his 13-year-old niece, should be his brother's daughter, away from him. Kind of weird. Wait, what? Yeah, that was in there, too. Remember he so. had the, a relationship, not, I'm saying just a uncle-niece relationship with his deceased brother's daughter. Yeah. And he was accusing the mom of keeping her away from him. Like, hey, I'm close to my niece. You're getting in the way of my relationship with her. That sounds like that would be a prudent thing for a parent to do. Mm -hmm. He said, please stop the BS with, and mentions the girl's name, if you're going to keep her from me and turn her against me like you are now, then I'll stop taking her and will not try to see her. I'd rather than you continue to do this to her. It's sick and disturbed. There's a bunch of typos, too. Mm-hmm. I guess this would have been during the drug years. Sure. Um, and then he told um, Hallie that he still loved her, but she needed to get sober, <laughs> which is fairly rich. Mm-hmm. You're not clean and sober, Hallie. You found a new release for your poison mind. Mm. Can't take it anymore. You need serious long-term professional help, and I hope you get it. I promise I will try my best to make that happen. I love you, Allie, even when you're cruel. And then the he concluded the email saying, get tested and tell me results, that's all caps, today. Apparently the relationship turned sour by December of that year when he called her a clueless, middle-aged, over-Botox flat <laughs> loser over email. Wow. Hmm. Well, is this because he's he has HIV and he's afraid he gave it to her? That's what it. I mean, it sounds that way, doesn't it? It's uh, weird. Kind of sounds like maybe she was, you know, taking drugs intravenously. It, it could be. Maybe that was it too. He was I don't, I don't know. Come his way, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hold on a second. I mean, using a crack pipe, and you know, all my dalliances in the uh, champagne room at a strip club. I'm, I'm not worried about that. But you put that needle in your arm. We need to get tested. Well, if I remember right, this isn't long before then. The other daughter, the one from the stripper, was born. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was all around the same time. That's why I'm wondering if he tested positive and then he was freaked out. I think we would know that. No, I don't. Would we? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I just don't want to start crazy rumors. Well, you don't exactly see the guy (laughs) out in public very often. No, you don't. You don't. Um, You know, it just happened. David suggested we talk about this other story, too. It's not related but, you know, there's always surveys out there, and it would be dating behaviors that are red flags or possibly green flags, depending on your opinion. Hmm. Okay. So this isn't so much to do with Hunter Biden and his deceased brother's widow, but just in general. Okay. Well, if their last okay. name is Biden or they have anything to do with the Bidens, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, huge. some issues. Going to have some issues. So I don't want you to overthink this. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what the question is. Okay. So I don't I don't want a follow-up question. Well, are you talking about A&D? I'm telling you everything I know. Okay. Here we go. 
if someone gives a small gift early in the dating process, is that uh, cool, like green flag, or is that a red flag? Small gift. That feels like a red flag to me. Uh, I'm, I'm good with it. Green flag. 85% green flag. Yeah. 15%. Red flag. Texting you all day. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a red flag. If it's early on, yeah. yeah. It's, if it's early on, yeah, probably. Okay. I'll say red on that one. 53% red, 47% green. Th- that one didn't really say early. It just says texting you all day. The next one, asking you to hang out more than twice a week. Red flag, green flag. I'd say, I'll say green flag. I'll go with green on that one. 82% there. Okay. Calling you mine. Like, owner, like ownership? It's just calling you mine. Oh, you're mine. Green. Yeah. Man, it really does depend on the phase of the relationship, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say red flag. 64% said red there. Uh, first six months, introducing you to friends and family. Green or red? First six months. Um, green. Yeah, geez. I'll, I'll say now red flag. Red. Six months? Yeah, 10% said red, 90% green. Yeah. You've always been a different cat, David. I don't want you to change who you are. Just yeah, saying. He still hasn't uh, met his wife's parents. I was... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably as far as you guys want to go my, with these questions. And yeah, my parents think that I'm just making up my wife. I <laughs> <laughs> don't even believe I'm married and have kids. <laughs> Dating, wanting to share locations on social media. 82% red, I'll just yeah, tell you that one. Good. Okay, Jeff Bezos suggests Elon Musk is corrupted, not by the Russians, by the Chinese. That and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, do you want to do the Bezos story here? Uh, yeah, the world's second richest man is really jealous of the world's richest man. Uh, man, uh, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, thinks Elon Musk might be on the take from the Chinese government. Oh, gosh. That's rich, isn't it? Yeah, it is, really. Uh, New York Times reporter pointed out that Elon Musk's electric car company, Tesla, relies on China for batteries. That Spoiler alert, that's every electric car manufacturer. Yep. Uh, and yes. China is the company's largest or second largest mar- uh, market outside of the U.S. Again, spoiler alert, the same could be said for multiple companies. Mm-hmm. Now, in the past, Elon Musk has gone to bat for the Chinese Communist Party because he wants to do business there. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing, but he's not an outlier. Correct. Not at all. Uh, no, so you talk about Elon Musk and you say, hey, there's a lot of things I don't agree with, but the common ground, you're all for free speech and you've done some cool things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, better than most. Well, Jeff Bezos, who made a penis rocket because he was so jealous of Elon Musk's spaceships, 
uh, Jeff Bezos went online and said, did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage on the town square? Later, he followed up and said, my own answer to this question is probably not. The more likely outcome in this regard is complexity in China for Tesla rather than censorship at Twitter. You know what? Back, this has been a while, David. You had audio of Jeff Bezos from different stories. There was the one where you talked about, you know, the rocket. It's time to go back to the moon, this time to stay. We've been working on this lander for three years. But the whole montage was everyone saying that it looked like oh, yeah. the male. Yes. And then speaking Peace. of that, remember his whole, you know, that pick story? Oh, yeah. When he sent it to, well, at the time of his girlfriend. I think she's still the girlfriend. I can't remember, though. This was like before the divorce proceedings or right after. The richest man in the world is accusing the National Enquirer and its publisher of extortion and blackmail. After hiring a team of investigators to find the National Enquirer's and its parent company AMI's motives for unveiling his Dude. affair. Bezos also posts what he says are AMI's emails, detailing the 10 images they are threatening to publish. Including a below-the-belt selfie. Colloquially <laughs> known as a, uh, I don't know if I should say that, uh, as a blank pick. Yes. <laughs> rich, I forgot, you, man. You forget, one of the richest guys in the world got caught sending a big pick. Yeah, and he released it himself, right, as yeah. part of this, because yeah. he was trying to go after the National Enquirer. Yes. Man. Yeah, you you can't make this sort of stuff up. It could have just said it was a picture of my face sideways. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, because uh, people wonder, you know, we're talking about Elon Musk and getting Twitter. Does that mean the Trumpster's back? Trump right now is saying no. He's going to stick with his own. But, man, don't we want Trump back on Twitter just to see yes. the people freak out? Yes, we do. Can you imagine the meltdown that we would witness? Isn't that worth it itself? Yes. Come on, Don. Just Let's at least it. for a couple of days, we'd love to see it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. <laughs> Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. We do appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know, this really ticked people off yesterday. When you have the White House saying, yeah, it's Texas's fault, that guy died. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. This is infuriating to me because you have a Texas National Guard soldier, Bishop Evans, who was killed while trying to rescue drug smugglers in the Rio Grande. He was deployed there by the state of Texas because the Biden administration is not doing its job to protect the country, period. It's impeachable, my opinion. It should be. They're, they're allowing for an invasion of our country. Yeah. As people have said, all right, we have 23 people on the known terror watch list. 
that we've caught. How many people have come through? We have no idea. Right. You have no idea. So uh, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was asked, hey, uh, Biden administration, do you all feel uh, any responsibility for this young man's death? Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government. Uh, in this in this effort, in this apparatus, uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum processing system. System, and we would welcome any efforts to uh, for for any elected officials to work with us on that. Not one single second of humanity, not one. No, not one. Still got lies. What a garbage human being! Golly. I, I mean, I could state the lie. I mean, if you want, I mean, it's simple. You already know it. And we would welcome any efforts to uh, for for any elected officials to work with us on that. No, you wouldn't. Because you wouldn't like the ideas. Because you actually want people to come through. Yeah. Because you want to change the demographics of the country. That's why you've done nothing but basically have an open border policy. It's you know, disgusting. And every damn thing can be rectified if we just spend more money on it. If we just oh. invest in it. Gosh, Everything. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me started. Meanwhile, you talk about just lies. This was amazing to me. In Florida, as we know, this parental rights bill has become this huge issue. It was a slam dunk in the beginning because you looked at the polling. And you know, Ron DeSantis looked at the polling like, this is easy. We're not going to have teachers talking to little kids about sex issues when you're talking about kindergarten to third grade. If anything, there were people at the time saying, oh, it should be all the way through middle school or all the way through high school. But, hey, at least it's a start. Like, who's going to argue with this? All of a sudden, the left is going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first, they're saying we don't teach anything about any trans issues or any, you know, gender issues that grade. Until you find out, oh, yes, they do. There's a video of this teacher and a video of that teacher all over the place. And so then it's being defended. So what's the next move for people on the left? Well, they're not going to give up on trying to indoctrinate kids. So on MSNBC, one of those hacks has Randy Weingarten, the teachers union president on there. Just listen to how this goes while tackling this issue in Florida. Roll it. Have you had conversations with uh, LGBTQ teachers in terms of how they have been targeted uh, just for merely existing in the classroom? I mean, I remember teachers just openly talking about personal experiences and what they've gone through. And now we're seeing how by merely existing, they have been targeted and smeared as a danger to their students for just existing. Whoever said that? Yeah, no one. What law does that? None. What governor has done that? Zero. No, they just lie. That's what happens every time. So would Randy Weingarten from the teachers union clarify to say, well, it's not they can't exist. It's they can't talk about these issues um, and teach about gender stuff at this age, especially without the parents' knowledge. 
But what does she do? So, you know, obviously um, I have and I've talked to several gay teachers who are members of our union um, to just, um, you know, be their backstop. Um, PFLAG did an amazing um, petition for one of those teachers in Florida, a remarkable elementary school teacher, kindergarten go. teacher, beloved by his kids and, 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 and the parents of his kids. And he was immediately terrorized um, after the bill was passed and signed by DeSantis. Okay, terrorized. That's like, who, oh, my gosh, the person was terrorized. How who, were they terrorized? Who terrorized that person? Yeah, who, how, what happened? I want to know the story, right? Um, because he's gay. Um, we have to let gay kids and gay teachers, frankly, we have to let everyone Talk about their lived experience. That's part of how you build relationships. That's part of how you unite people. That's part of how you save a democracy. All right. So you never said how they were terrorized. You're saying the person felt terrorized because the bill passed and this teacher could no longer talk about the issues to the kids that they wanted to talk about. Well, sorry. That's not in the job description. It shouldn't be. And this notion that what? Talk about their lived experience. No, that's absolutely not your job as a teacher. I don't when that happened. Do you remember ever like a grade school teacher talking about their lived experience? No. The, well, listen, well, I, I've been to Colorado once. Okay. Yeah. The the straw man argument that, that the left has been throwing up about the anti-grooming bill in Florida is that if a teacher uh, is gay and says, my husband and I went to fill in the blank, we, we went to we went to Disney World or whatever, um, and they said, well, that's illegal. No, it's not. No, nobody actually <laughs> made that illegal. That, that's a complete lie. Absolutely. You're talking about instruction. You're talking about curriculum. You're talking about having intimate conversations with, with children about their sexuality. Yes. That's what's been banned. Or about your own. I don't want to hear about your relationships. I don't, it, and you could say, well, this is just an assault on the LGBTQ community. I don't want a heterosexual teacher talking about it. Can you imagine as a third grade teacher say I'm subbing? Uh, just because I want you to know, um, I know I'm, you know, over 50 now, but I find my wife attractive. Okay. And tonight <clears throat> just happens to be date night, okay? I'm going to bust out some smooth jazz music, and I'm going to let you know where I like to be touched, okay? Because this is important for you to explore your own. It's, Are you out of your freaking mind? It's No, you don't want a teacher doing that. It's critical Sade theory. <laughs> yeah. The sweetest taboo, bro. And then we put on No Ordinary Love, and we have No Ordinary Love. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott Robbins. Yes. I'm in a relationship, and I want you to know tonight's dress-up night. Yes. And let me explain what that is. Because I want you to explore, children. No! I'll be eating Get my... that crap out of the classroom! I'll Somebody. be eating my dinner from a dog bowl. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been a bad boy. <laughs> Some adults like to wear costumes. We call them furries. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's an actual story about furries today. I'm not joking. The only cat Dude. in my house is the cat of nine tails. Hello. 
If you want, I can do this story within the next 10 minutes. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah. It is. A furry it is. story. A furry story. With a teacher and grade school. No. Yeah, no. I promise you. I Come promise on, you. Man. I promise you. All right. We'll get to that story. Okay. Gosh dang. Um, here's a different story. David, you saw this too. Because more and more conservatives are fighting back, saying, you know what? Forget this. We're tired of people just lying. And this has to do with MSNBC and Joy Reid and former NFL player Jack Brewer. Yeah. Uh, Jack Brewer uh, was part of the ceremony the other day in Florida with the governor, Ron DeSantis, as he was signing uh, what's called the Stop Woke Act, which puts restrictions on training or credentials courses in schools and corporations that claim, you know, that teach critical race theory. The the idea that any one race is inherently better or inherently oppressed or whatever. And he's saying, no, we're, we're getting that out. We're, that's not going to be part of your training anymore because that's ridiculous. We're not going to teach people to hate this country. We're not going to teach people to hate each other. Right. right. Common sense. Yes. And then uh, Joy Reid uh, from MSNBC uh, said that it was racist to have black children at the bill signing ceremony. The misuse of black boys is tantamount to child abuse. Yeah. So Jack Brewer is like, hey, we were there. We were there voluntarily. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to demand a retraction here or I'm going to sue you for defamation. Yes, because you humiliated my kids in my program. It's hurtful. And you need to be held accountable for that, Joy. Good. Your bosses won't do it. Somebody needs to do it. It's total BS. Um, oh, another story real quick on a lighter note. It wasn't light for this woman. Um, but if you're having one of those days and you're thinking, well, it could be worse. This woman near St. Louis driving by herself last weekend, she feels something down by her feet. Did you hear about this? No. Looks down. Pretty big snake just slithering oh, around. Oh, jeez. Yes. Man. Like five-footer. Holy cow. Goes straight to the police department. They helped her out. Snake somehow managed up under the hood. The whole deal, man. Crazy. Jeez. Yes. All right, we'll get to the furry story that was taught in class. <laughs> okay. Some freak teacher. That much more coming up right here. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to my story about teaching kids about furries, because oh, you think it's fake news, David, wait. Yeah. Just wait. I'll get to it in a second. Um, you had a story about Brian Stelter. He still has a job at CNN, at least for now. Yeah. And what did he say? He's the media watchdog. He's having a hard time now that Elon Musk has been given the green light to buy Twitter. Uh, here's part of his analysis yesterday. Oh, gosh. Okay. Roll it. If you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Yeah. Or yes. are you going to decide to stay home? No. And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. 
Okay. This guy is strong hard take right there, right? Yeah. Okay. No, you had a monopoly on speech, dude, and now that's over. And you got a case of the sads. You know, he had Taylor Lorenz on the other day. And just play this for you real quick. It's maddening. Because if you remember the story, and this all has to do with Twitter, libs of TikTok, the account that just puts posts on TikTok from liberals out on their Twitter page. It's one lady that runs that site. And Taylor Lorenz from the Washington Post outed her last week, gave out her personal information. She Mm -hmm. was doxxed. And there was a backlash toward Taylor Lorenz, who had also been on the air crying on NBC two weeks before, saying, people are so mean online. It's terrible. And I was doxxed. And it was awful. And they were coming after my family. And then she does it to somebody else. And again, the person behind libs of TikTok wanted to remain anonymous doesn't really do any commentary, just puts, you know, videos of liberals out there for people to see. Exposes their work to even more people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Stelter is talking to her about doing that, right? I don't know if you heard this before. Yesterday, David and I were like, do we want to do this story? Uh, I don't know. And then I heard it, and I said, this is going to drive Van Camp insane. Taylor Lorenz. It's rare to see an account gain so much prominence so quickly and be shaping these narratives in such an effective way, especially against trans people. This is why she outed the libs of TikTok person. I mean, because it's so effective. She's never seen anything. She covers social media. She's never seen anything blow up like this in such an effective way. Yeah. This is what she's saying. Because there are a lot of liberals on TikTok who are absolutely insane. Yes. And people are like, whoa, it's like watching a bad car crash. Right. Like, they're freaks. She goes on. Um, So I was, I mean, my story was kind of long, but I really wanted to make the case, like, why this account mattered. And I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry, to know who is exerting influence in in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? Or someone, we just didn't know. And so I thought, hey, look, this account has massive power, massive influence. Time out a second. It could have been a foreign actor. Oh, no. Right? But it wasn't. But you found out it wasn't, and you still doxed him. <laughs> so that doesn't cut it. This woman is basically on an entire right-wing media tour. She gave interviews to the New York Post, Tucker, all of that, um, and registered as a media company, uh, registered a trademark. So, yeah, I wanted to, I, I thought it was quite important and in the public interest to find out who was running it. <laughs> that doesn't fly, man. That's absolute BS. By the way, and this is on Twitchy, but I learned this story actually from Libs of TikTok. You said there's nobody teaching about furries, grade schoolers, second grade class, Austin, Texas. That's where it's happening. Um, Holy smokes. Yes. Dude, what it is is culture month at this particular school. All right? And so... Looking at Culture Month, get into April. Students will learn about youth subcultures, from goths to furries and many more. Joining in activities to explore each subculture. Okay, got it? So, what? Goths to furries and many more. Yes, and then it says in the story, if you want to know more, CNN did a piece called Inside the Misunderstood Culture of Furries back in 2018. 
Most feel like depictions of sexual fetishes, wearing furry costumes, and cavorting at wild parties are inaccurate and downright unfair, say experts. They're not inaccurate. They are completely accurate. So part of what they have students do is design your own fursona. Yes! So you have this little sheet for second graders. What would your fursona be like, your own furry? Think about what your favorite animal is. What would they look like? And then you can choose. Does the fursona have fur, scales, feathers? Is it male, female, or non-binary? And then you have the furries word search. Holy smokes. <laughs> See, I'm not lying. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. It's crazy. So that's the furry story, David. Man. Yes. And that's why it's pretty cool that Libs of TikTok does what she does. Yeah. Well, they provide. <laughs> and they mentioned in the story, too, that uh, Beto O'Rourke. He's a furry. He He's running for governor. Right. You know, maybe this is something you should <laughs> give a go to. Tried everything else. You going to do furry story hour? <laughs> yeah. Bring the kids along? Let Beto teach them about furries? Hi, I'm Beto, the big red dog. <laughs> Hell yes, I'm coming for your AR. And I'm coming for your children. Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. All right, Robbins, you got your top three stories of the day? Yep. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update. Next, right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, uh, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the sexy furry, Scott Robbins. <laughs> hey, now. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry, Boomer. The one boomer. time, I do it one time. See, news update, David Van Camp. Uh, well, General Mark Milley back in the news saying, well, he believes that what's at stake in the war in Ukraine is much greater than just Ukraine. Okay. And this comes just, uh, what, a week or two after uh, some major defense contractors were meeting in the White House. Hmm. I don't like where this is heading, guys. Got to be honest. Th- this feels like they're about to try to drag us into a war in Europe. I agree. Yeah. Or it's, you know, we've certainly upped the game as far as giving weapons to Ukraine. Yeah. You've seen that ratchet up. It. But it leaves you asking the question, I thought we were doing everything we could a month ago. But we keep ratcheting up. Right. Like, so it, what was it a half-hearted effort six weeks ago? We weren't quite all in helping Ukraine? I thought it was every lever to help Ukraine without putting boots on the ground. Well, maybe they pulled every lever, and now they're pushing some of those levers back up. It's like a and, double-action lever. they got to get into the there. toolbox. Yeah. Because they also say that every time. It's the levers in the toolbox and plenty of tools that we have to help. It, it is bizarre that way. So, yeah, good update there. Um, before we get to your trifecta, Scott, I mm-hmm. just heard this, and i got to be very careful uh, because this is from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. This was recorded during an argument. might even be a phone call. 
Oh, um, man. Are you going to play this? Well, yeah. Oh, gosh. What? Well, what? you haven't exactly had it a long time in your possession, so I'm just a little. Well, I think I got past. Yeah. There's part of it where David Johnny's on the button, talking, David. and he's using F-bombs to say, I know. you know, you beat me up, basically. I heard that, so, yes. You heard that part, but yeah. I, when Amber Heard is talking, she doesn't cuss, but she says something really revealing. It's wild. Okay. All right, David. Okay. Easy. All right. Why do you always get so nervous? Because I, I heard the whole thing, and when we were in the commercial break, I'm like, holy smokes. He had said it different and now you're like, he, I'm going to play it. Okay. I think if I'm listening right now to the show, I'd want to hear it myself. Well, now I would, yeah. Anyway, talking about a fair fight or not. Because as it's been talked about in this defamation suit where Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for like $50 million, claiming I never hit her, whatever, but she hit him all the time. And in this clip, you can hear her say, you can tell people it was a fair fight. See what the jury and judge think. Tell them, Johnny. And hopefully you'll be able to hear this and make it out. I mean, you can please tell people that it was a fair fight and see what the ju- see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them, Johnny Depp. I, Johnny Depp, man, I'm, I'm a victim too of domestic violence. And yes. I, you know, it's a fair fight. And see how many people believe or side with you. Did you make all that out? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Tell them, Johnny Depp, by Johnny Depp, a man, I'm a victim, too, of domestic violence, and it's a fair fight, and see how many people believe or side with you. Is it just me, or is that pretty damning? Well, it it sparks a conversation, I hate to say that, doesn't it? Yes. Well, you'll... Because basically she's saying, I can abuse you all I want, and you're going to get in front of a court, and you're going to say she was abusing me, and you're Johnny Depp. Come on. Man, like, who's going to believe you? And besides that, you're going to look like a a, 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 a sissy. Yeah. Well, isn't that what people talk about that are in the business? Like, guys get the crap beat out of them by either girlfriends or wives more than you would ever imagine. Yes. But it's underreported because what guy wants to go? No, no guy does. And report that. Right. And may never lay, you know, a hand on her himself. But this does happen. Yeah. I think there's something to that. She's not saying she didn't do it. She's saying she did do it. But what's he going to do about it, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the part where she had said, you didn't get punched, you got hit. You know, uh, I didn't punch you. I hit you. I was bleeping hitting you. I don't know what the actual motion of my hand was. Man, this is crazy. Love, ages, and evergreen. Sold the scene by two. <laughs> The two of us will make each night a first. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your big two yeah, stories? Let's, let's do yeah. this. Let's roll it out. Okay. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Oh, man. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, helped by his top forty hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yes, he was also are. rumored to be a victim of some abuse at times. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yes. He was. Wasn't that the story? I thought so. I don't want to just throw that out there if that's false, but that's as I remember it. Well, yes. Okay. She was awful to him. 
She was carting him around the country yeah. in a hospital bed, and it was it was gross. But not hitting. I don't remember I that don't part. Know. I thought it was something. Okay, we don't. There's probably get abuse that. like that going on too. Or sure. Okay, yeah, let's you, not uh, even go down that road. We need to let's talk not about even go it, down Casey. Down, yeah, let's not actually do that. May. Casey, okay. Got every right. You can sue from the grave. <laughs> Somebody will take that case. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. All right. All right. Three. Uh, David Hogg, that's the guy who shamelessly built his ladder to fame with the bodies of his murdered classmates. Yes. Uh, he, is, he is back in the news now. You know, have you ever stopped and wondered to yourself, uh, gee, I wonder what David Hogg's up to. I wonder what he does every day. I don't think anybody ever has. But anyway, David wants us to know something. He tweeted this out. <laughs> the number of obvious honeypot DMs I get is so funny to me. I've studied way too much Cold War espionage history to fall for your blank attempt. Mm. So, in David Hogg's world, there's all these Russian honeypots that are DMing him. Why the hell would they DM David Hogg, you ask yourself, and rightly so? Your mission is to seduce the hog so you can get his secret formula for pillows. <laughs> Yeah, you had the pillow thing. What the and hell? Seriously, what is this about? I bet David he, Hogg is getting DMs from Russian honeypots. I, I, okay. I bet he actually fell for one. He probably and he's did. Trying, and he's trying to get ahead of anybody uh, releasing damning information about himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the update uh, on the Casey Kasem thing yes. uh, with... The wife, the children sued her. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, and it was for alleged abuse that led to his death. And then that lawsuit was settled. So that was the deal with that. Yeah, Carrie Kasem was involved in that one. His daughter. Yeah, and she wasn't she on the radio? She had a radio show for a while? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, with Nikki Six of Motley That's Trufing. right. Yeah, Nikki Six. Yes. Um, now, on with the countdown. Nikki is flawless, just like always. Two. Uh, the Views, Sonny Hostin, says she knows what Elon Musk is up to with this uh, purchase of Twitter. Damn right she does. It's been less than, what, 24 hours since we got confirmation on Twitter that uh, Elon Musk was the expected buyer of Twitter. And, of course, the meltdown started. One of the great ones, though, one of the all-timers always comes from somebody like Sonny Hostin on The View, and she did not disappoint She's very afraid right now, though. But anyway, here we go. On Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon oh, Musk on, says, wow. What? what? Yes. Predominantly straight white the, men. The latest demographic is that it, it tends to be younger, uh, college-educated uh, men. But demographically, I think it, it was something like 35% white. So much less than the population. Yeah. Okay. It's really weird that somebody on The View would get their facts mixed up. Anyway, go ahead, son. Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech. It seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoy the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. I still don't get it. What exactly is wrong with straight white men? 
What's wrong? They're the evils of everything that's wrong in the world, according to people. Oh, like some people. Kryptonite to Sonny Austin. Yes. All sort of grouped in. Yes. Golly. Although a lot of liberal women married to, well, straight white, white men. men. Now, they may have, you know, I mean, not as masculine tendencies as some others. Um, but you'll see that a lot. It's it's interesting. But anyway, is that pretty much your story with Sonny? You're just confused by the take? Yeah, I wanted to bring it out, too. I wanted everybody to listen to it and hear it. And this is the type of stuff that's getting talked about out there. It's true, yeah. yes. Crazy. Scott Robbins, his top three stories yeah, today. Yeah, do yeah, it every yeah, day yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. And I think we're... And right. finally, yes. one. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has COVID. She does have COVID. Yes. She tested positive. Now, I know now that she's symptom-free. Okay. She was asked for a comment today. Yeah. And she said, and I quote, we have tests, test, test. We have the test, that test. I got a test and was tested. That's why it's so important for people to get tested with test, that test. You got all that? Yep, that's it. Was that really the quote or that's just you? That's that's made up. Okay. And there you have it. But, hey, it could have been plausible, right? You have to ask. You really do. I know. I mean, because the passage of time right now for her <laughs> is going to be in play until she can get back out there amongst them again. She's just got to work from home. Passing the time watching Netflix now. Probably so, yes. All right. Nimrod's in the news. And a news update straight ahead right here. He shot a woman. He killed a woman. Yes. And then shot you have to start every story that way. I feel like we're not doing our job if you don't say he killed a woman. No, no yeah. Alec Baldwin is a stone cold killer. And it's insane to me how long this this investigation is is going on. But it seems like the longer it goes on, the more likely it is that somebody's going to be in some serious legal trouble. Yeah. So there was body cam footage that was released. Yeah. Of Alec Baldwin talking to police. After the shooting, it's someone's crying, but it's not Alec Baldwin. Okay. Yes. Hello, one it was a shoulder, though. Helena, where did it? So her, hers appeared to look. It went through her uh, her right uh, underarm, yeah. and it, yeah, the exit point was on her back uh, left shoulder blade. So it went it went through. Okay, you brought this up before, David. When they first get on the scene, he doesn't look totally freaked out. No, I mean, he, he looks more angry that, I, I don't know, you know, again, everybody processes things differently, right. but I can tell you this for for sure. If I accidentally killed somebody or even accidentally shot somebody, whether or not I knew they had died, you would have to peel me off the floor. I'd be throwing up. I I would I, I he just doesn't look like a normal human reacting to something as crazy as what actually just happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly trying to keep an open mind. 
you know, as all this police body cam footage is released to the Santa Fe police, I was just thinking to myself, if that happens, what's your reaction? And it's, I don't know what happened. There's not supposed to be any, it's supposed to be a cold gun. And he said he didn't pull the trigger, right? Or he didn't touch yeah. the trigger. Well, in the, in, was, the video says otherwise. In the rehearsal video, yeah, he, he his yeah. finger's on the trigger. Yep. But you would also say, I don't know how it went off. I didn't pull the trigger. Isn't that the first thing you'd say? Yeah. So that's that's a little bit odd. But they also had the armor, the young lady. And she basically admits her whole entire career is, well, She'll say it. What's your job there with them? I'm the armor. Or at least I was. Welcome to the worst day of my life. <laughs> I can't believe Alec Baldwin was holding the gun. Is there like a closer cop car you guys can put me in or something? I just kind of wish that any of my coworkers could stop seeing me because I already feel super bad. Okay. Yeah. I just want to get the here and never show my face in this industry ever. Well, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh-huh. I'm like the only female armor in the game, and I just uh-huh. up my whole entire career. Have you uh, studied armory, or did you go to uh-huh. classes, or how did you get into it? My dad's the best one of the best armors in the Yes. She is way more believable as an innocent party in this than Alec Baldwin is to me. But well, she's also admitting the the two, it's right. my fault. Oh, yeah. yeah. That she screwed one something up. Yeah. Yes. Unless wow. somebody, you know, <clears throat> Alec Baldwin uh, <laughs> loaded the gun because she wasn't in that in the church building where they were, were filming this. Yeah, there's a lot more to know about this. Oh, man. All right. Let's get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Okay, I had a story about a dude that was arrested for public urination three times in ten days in New York. Okay, that's basically the story. The other thing it just reminded me of, and I think this fits with Nimrods, especially after talking about celebrities and an accidental shooting or shooting on purpose. Who knows? <laughs> Did you hear the update? Remember Megan D. Stallion got shot by Tory? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this on Linus. Entertainment Tonight last night. She was on CBS this morning and said that Tory said, I'm sorry, please don't tell nobody. I'll give you a million dollars if y'all don't say nothing. She said, what are you talking about? You're offering me money right now? Like, if you're sorry, just help me. So she told the cops initially she'd stepped on broken glass, and I got shot in the feet when he said, dance for me, B-word. Because, listen to this, George Floyd, that just happened. And she didn't want anyone to get shot. That's why she didn't tell the truth in the beginning. Okay, please. It all belongs in Nimrods in the News.